Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is the busiest show of the year. We have eight guests on today's show, so we got to keep going. Uh, second Hour of Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it all for you. Uh, Brad McEwen's coming up in 33 seconds' time. He's the head scout for Hockey Canada, and we'll talk a bit about the makeup of the Holinka Gretzky team. And then uh, at 1.20 today, Zach Wright, the number one player on the McKenzie Tour uh, from the Petroleum Golf and Country Club, where the uh, Syncrude Oil Country Champion presented by Akon has taken place straight off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. River Cree has in the month of August a couple of legendary bands from the 70s and 80s, Nazareth and Little River Band. Uh, visit uh, Ticketmaster.ca for more information. Again, uh, next week, Canada. First time ever Canada's hosted the Holinka Tournament. It's now called the Holinka Gretzky Tournament. Canada's team has been selected. The man responsible in many respects, their head scout, Brad McEwen, joins us right now from Hockey Canada. As soon as I get uh, that queued up, there we go. Brad, it's Bob. How you doing? Thanks for joining us again. Great, Bob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, what's the weather like up there in Kamloops right now? Uh, a little warm. Not exactly hockey weather, if you want to know the truth. Okay, well, we will get to uh, the summer showcase, but uh, the players have showed and made their case to uh, make the Holinka Gretzky team 11 WHL players this year. I, I know we talked the five that I put out about a month ago, which was, uh, uh, you know, the defenseman out of Vancouver, uh, Bowen Byram or Byron Bowen, and uh, yeah. and then as well uh, the two right shot centers, um, Kirby Dock uh, from Fort Saskatchewan, the Saskatoon Blades, Dylan Cousins out of the Yukon uh, for the Lethbridge uh, Hurricanes, Peyton Krebs, and then Matt Robertson of the Edmonton Oil Kings. I was not surprised those five players made it, but 11 WHL players overall. So, educator listeners uh strong year for the western league a really strong year uh and you look at the old one age group overall uh a really good group of uh of players um and again i think you look when you look at the makeup of our team and it's certainly just it's about the best players and uh, who we felt the the best players to fit uh andre's uh thought in terms of how he wanted to build the team uh, certainly we have the philosophy at what we want, uh, so you mesh the two and uh, um, real good age group in the West really good depth You know, uh, um, every year it's a little cyclical in terms of where, what regions are a little deeper but the old ones, the West are real good and uh, that that's uh, 
showing with uh, the way the roster is made up uh, for our Lincoln team. All right, Andre Turgay is the head coach for Team Canada. How did David Pranch, the president of the OHL, handle 11 kids out of the Western League being on the team, given that David's also uh, the president of the CHL? Well, you know, he's really understanding of, of the, the cycles and, and how it all works. And honestly, if you look at our teams over the years, uh, Ottawa, or Ontario does kind of uh, uh, rise shotgun in terms of numbers and and, right. and those kind of things. So a little bit of an anomaly this year, but uh, again, it's about the best players. and It just happens that the West uh, is deep this year, and it, it, it's an exciting group. So I talked to three separate individuals who are down in Calgary, uh, and they all provided me their own scouting report on a bunch of players. So by what I heard, so here's the challenge I have, or I'd like to ask you about. You got a guy like uh, Kirby Doc, who you know played exceptionally well in the Western League a couple years ahead of his age group, and then last year had a pretty good year overall. I don't know if he knocked it out of the park down in Calgary. Uh, Dylan Cousins really came on last year, and I'm told had a a pretty good looking camp. How do you weigh? Sort of what a guy does in your, you know, in your selection camp because you guys were at 42 players. Uh, you know, weigh the performance there versus prior history at a major junior level. And, and that that's really fair, to be honest. Uh, my experience in the short time I've been uh, with Hockey Canada, but also my background and, and talking to Rand Jankowski and now Murray, who is, you know, they've been in this position prior to me and, and getting a feeling of how the process uh, runs. I think the first thing is, is uh, we talked about was the process and having a book on these players. Uh, you know, you're talking about jumping these kids in uh, middle of summer, uh, middle of training. Uh, they understand the urgency and the importance of our camp. Um, so you, they need to be as good as they possibly can, and, and there, it is a tryout for sure, but I don't think you can ever lose sight of uh, what we believe uh, their history is, uh, their past years, years. Um, you know, when you're coming in with 44 players in a very short time, uh, you've got to have a little bit of a framework. Um, with that said, guys have to play. Uh, you know, they, some guys maybe almost have to play their way off, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of the way it is. Um, yep. But I, I thought with this group, uh, we certainly at the end had to make some really tough decisions. And you look at the 13th forwards we have, uh, I'm confident to say that, you know, we could have probably had two or three other kids that would have fit on the team uh, fine, but uh, we needed 13 and certainly our coaching staff uh, had a say in, in, in how they want the team to play and who best fits and, and ultimately how you build your roster. Uh, for us, it's, you know, we want the best players, we want skill, but you got to work with your coaches also to, uh, to build what they uh, feel comfortable with. you got a lot of kids that are, the majority of the players are available for the 2019 NHL draft. We're joined by Hockey Canada head scout Brad McHugh and Bob Stauffer with you in Oilers now. But I want to ask you about... Uh, Alexis Lafreniere, who I, I have a feeling people in Edmonton that are going to go to the games are, are going to be. Th- this is a special player, isn't he? He really is. And and my first encounter with him, other than watching him, um, was with the with the U18 team uh, in the spring, the World Championship over in Russia. And this kid's a special kid, uh, personality-wise, playing-wise. Uh, you know, you look at our camp. 
probably didn't uh, live quite up to expectations at camp, but you can see flashes. And again, when you take the history and, and how he's played in Ramuski and with us at the U18, this uh, player is a special player. And uh, he'll be relied on uh, offensively and, and, and important moments to, uh, to help our team succeed. Give us a, a scouting report for our listeners on a couple other forwards that need to be impactful for Canada to continue this run of success. Uh, what has it been, nine straight years that Canada has won the Holinka tournament? Uh, I think it's Yeah, there might have been one year in there where we, we didn't get gold, but it's been, I think it's like 20, 23 years or whatever. It's 20 gold medals, so the expectations are high for sure. Who's going to be leading Canada up front offensively besides Lafreniere? Who should uh, the folks that are going down and see those games, and again, you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.ca or visit EdmontonLetters.com, uh, but uh, not, and I know it's difficult because you got 13 forwards, yeah. but give us three or four guys that are sort of in more offensive roles. Yeah, no, and again, what, I think what you'll find with this team is is we're excited about the ability to come at the opposition with four lines and really be play kind of a relentless style. We, we, we think we skate, and guys in that mold that, that I think can help us on the offensive side consistently, Sam Poulon out of uh, Sherbrooke, I thought he was really good in the camp. Uh, he was good last year as a 16-year-old in the Quebec League. Uh, he's certainly uh, certainly a, a, a player to watch. Jacob Pelletier out of Moncton, um, his camp was just okay, but... This kid's a really, really good player. High-end, quick, uh, dynamic. Uh, Dylan Cousins, I thought, during camp, as time went on, he got better and better. A bigger body, can handle the puck, can possess, uh, protect. Uh, I think he'll have a real good tournament for us. And Probably another young guy is Graham Clark out of Ottawa. Uh, this, this young guy really shoots the puck. A little quieter in his game, um, maybe a little more complimentary, but you get the puck to him in, in, in areas offensively and, and he could score. So, uh, you know, those guys, I think, uh, will, will make an impact offensively for us. And, again, I, I think what the nice thing about our team is that we don't have to rely on one line or five guys. I, I really do think that, uh, that our depth, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline so-called depth guys will add to the offense and, and, and make it hard for opposition to kind of handle handle our team. Like Alexis Lafreniere, Bowen Byram and Matt Robertson of the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, played for Canada uh, this past spring uh, in the uh, U18 championship. Uh, I would suggest that Byram and Robertson are probably locks to go in the top 20 of the NHL draft uh, both left shot D a little they're, they're kind of they're a little bit different though I mean Byron's really a dynamic type of player and maybe an illustration of the modern age of defenseman isn't he yeah he is uh, and they are a little different in terms of how how they get things done playing their game and and uh, Bowen is is certainly he's a dynamic offensive player um you know, has has some deceptiveness. He's elusive, 
uh, plays well off the offensive blue line, uh, really a good transitional guy. Uh, Maddie Robertson, I mean, he's a really, really good skater. He's a bigger body that really skates, uh, you know, can come up with the, with the attack. Uh, maybe not as dynamic off the blue line, but really is able to keep pucks in and, and get back for pucks. Maybe it's a good first pass. So uh, those two guys will be important pieces uh, this this coming week. Final question for you, Brad. Uh, I know that Alex uh, Newhook. Uh, when I when I got the I don't know if it was in the Future Watch or the NHL uh, for the Hockey News when they had the you know the draft preview out. Uh, Newhook was listed as a potential top ten pick. He did not make the team. He's a junior A player. Uh, does that speak to Canada's depth? Where was he? Like was he one of those kids right on the bubble there? He, for, for sure he was. And I, I mean that's the easy answer for me, but <laughs> he really was. And, and it came down to uh, looking for specifics, uh, allowing the coaches to have uh, a say in terms of, again, how they want pieces of their roster built. Um, you know, I think Alex, uh, as, a, as the camp went on, probably wanted a little bit more, obviously, but he was right in there, really good player. And again, I, as I told some of these kids that uh, we're going to see them in the program again, uh, kids that were were... were weren't lucky enough to make it. Uh, I'm pretty confident to say two or three of these kids for sure will be uh, back in our program at some stage and and, uh, will be helping us for gold in another uh, event. Okay, I'd be remiss without asking, given the fact that you're at the uh, you know World Junior uh, Summer uh, Showcase event that's taking place up in Kamloops. The Oilers have three prospects there. Uh, you do not have any returning uh, defensemen, I believe, for the World Junior team, at Correct. least in yep. theory. Um, the oldest player, I think, is Evan Bouchard, if I'm not mistaken, or he would be your oldest defenseman. Uh, I actually think Evan's going to get a long look uh, in Edmonton's camp. I think we've discussed this before. Uh, just a, a quick thought on how Evan's performed and whether or not he'd be the type of guy that'd be on the radar screen for Hockey Canada, uh, you know, maybe along with a Noah Dobson for the World Junior Team. Yeah, I, I think Evan's been good here. Uh, being a pro, uh, being really positive, you know, and this time of year, um, it's challenging uh, for the guys to come in halfway through training and with their NHL uh, camps coming up, it, it's a challenge. And, and he's been really, really good for us. Um, he'll play again tonight, didn't play last night. Uh, so, he, you know, yeah, for us moving forward, uh, if we're lucky enough to get him, um, I mean, I'm pretty confident to say he'll be at camp in December and uh, we'd be pretty excited to have him in camp. All right, great stuff. Uh, Brad, we're going to talk again. Thank you for your time, okay? Anytime, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is Brad McEwen. He is with Hockey Canada again. Uh, the Holinka Gretzky tournament to take place uh, next week. And tickets available at ticketmaster.ca. Uh, we've got the Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Akon taking place out at the Petroleum Golf and Country Club. And our next player is the number one tour, our number one uh, golfer currently on the McKenzie Tour, and that is Zach Wright out of a school that has been prominent for producing stellar NCAA football players. Um, 
birthplace is in Phoenix, and his current residence is Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Zach Wright has been kind enough to join us on Oilers Now. Zach, how are you doing? You're on with Bob Stoffer. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, Bob? All right, I'm great. Look, I'm the I'm I'm probably the biggest SEC football junkie there is uh, amongst the Edmonton media. Uh, I, I will admit, I'm a bit of a Bama fan, which is LSU's oh, chief no. <laughs> chief rival. Maybe educate our listeners here. I, got, I gotta go. You gotta go. That's it. You're done. Uh, uh, I'm going to assume guys on the golf team probably go to some of those games, don't they? Uh, everyone, we can. That's for sure. What is what is it like? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to the golf in a second, but to be a, a student at LSU, of course, uh, you know, the L- LSU has won a, a Nick Saban won a national championship at LSU uh, before he went to the Dolphins and then ended up circling back to Alabama, which is only added, obviously, to the whole rivalry between the two schools. But basically, we're talking, you know, L- those two programs are year in, year out, two of the top five or six programs. It is quite the rivalry isn't it yeah those those games are are pretty pretty insane they're a lot of fun uh you ever get in any trouble there or anything like that or you just you hey you're on the golf team you can't do that can you yeah no we there's no no trouble there at all no trouble all right is this your first year in the mckenzie tour yes i uh i played like conditional web.com last year so i didn't really do much with it and then this year i'm up here trying to get back there Okay, and uh, you're doing all right. Is that right? You're the number one player of the tour right now. Yes, so far. How have you How have you found your experience in Canada traveling around this year? I enjoy it. I mean, everything is. Once you get up here, it's it's pretty easy. I mean, they. I mean, we speak the same language. It's just like there's either. I mean, you have the Canadian tour, and then you have the Latin American tour, and I just. I can't go down there. I just can't not speak the language and hang right. out. But being up here is. Uh, definitely been it's been fun for me i've I've enjoyed every bit of it and you've had some uh, terrific experiences so far this year um obviously uh can you speak to the i mean we i know we had an event on tuesday night uh for the uh, pro-am and we you know there were some comparables i mean a guy like uh, cam talbot the Oilers netminder played at alabama huntsville he's one of two players out of that program to play in the nhl he was never drafted he had to work his way up through the minors and and you know not to disrespect what the mckenzie tour is but it's kind of you work your way up uh, to that dot-com tour and then obviously on the PGA tour. So there, it, it's a similar experience, isn't it? Yes, exactly. I mean, it's just, I mean, you just kind of have to figure out where you are. And, I mean, it's a stepping stone to get to where you want to be. So you just kind of have to take it for what it is and kind of just, I mean, grind it out, really. Now, did you, sh- uh, in Lethbridge at the Canyon Open, uh did you have the lowest 36 hole? I think you had a 62 and 61 in back to back days. Yes, yeah. I shot 19 for the for the two days before the weekend. Well, uh, that that usually puts you in a pretty good position, right? <laughs> usually, yeah. Uh, how does a kid from Phoenix, Arizona, end up at LSU? That's a good question. I uh, I have no ties there. Just kind of with the head coach. Chuck Winstead at L- at LSU, um, he recruited me, and it like it was just it was not like nothing else that uh, was going on with my recruiting. So I went down there, and I went for my unofficial. I went to the Alabama game, so that was an easy uh, commitment for me. <laughs> Sold at that. And that was that was when we were still beating them. So it was like 2010, I believe. Okay. Patrick Peterson was still there, and yeah, it was uh, it was an incredible experience, and that's kind of where I committed and. 
I mean, I loved it. I loved it down there. Zach Wright joining us, the number one player on the McKenzie Tour. Uh, now, did you did you wrap up today already? Yes, I just uh, finished about an hour ago. Or so, how are the uh, weather conditions for you guys to play through? Uh, I played about fourteen holes in rain, and then it started blowing about the last three, but um, it wasn't too bad. I, I ended up playing pretty well today. I shot three under, so I got a good spot going into the weekend here. See, if it's 14 holes uh, for rain, guys that have golfed with me would tell you that usually means we're five or six Baileys in to stay warm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Baileys are we're, we're trying everything out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so tell me this, uh, Zach. Uh, you know, you're you're making your way up the ladder as a, as a golf pro. Who uh, were your favorite, you know, did you play other sports as a kid? And, and, and maybe who was your favorite couple of golfers uh, growing up a kid, as a kid as well? Um, I didn't really do much else growing up because I was, I mean, I was a late bloomer with the height and weight. So I was like, I mean, I was in high school. I was still like 125 pounds. So I couldn't really play much else. And then uh, I'd say growing up, I mean, it's hard not to say Tiger Woods because what he did for golf and everything else, that was incredible. And then, I mean, right now I'd probably say someone like Dustin Johnson, obviously. I mean, he's, I just like the way he kind of goes about his business. And, I mean, he's just kind of calm, cool. Doesn't, I mean, it looks like he doesn't care, but, you know, he, deep down he's giving it everything he's got. But he's just kind of he's just kind of relaxed out there. Well, obviously, there. you know the connection to Dustin Johnson and uh, Wayne Gretzky, who is a vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Uh, so uh, best of luck here at Edmonton over the next couple of days at the uh, Petroleum Golf and Country Club and uh, continued success. And we look forward to uh, seeing you work your way up uh, from the web uh, through the McKenzie Tour to the web.com tour and eventually on the uh, PGA Tour. Zach Wright, thank you for joining us awesome. here on Oilers Now, okay? Appreciate it. Roll Tide. Oh no! <laughs> Jeff Tigers. There you go. There you go. All right, that's Zach Wright. That's uh, I, that's got to be cool. Eh? Golfing down at LSU. Brennan, you and me have had similar experiences to that, haven't we? Say it again. You and me. I mean, could you imagine going on a golf scholarship to a school like LSU? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> How much? Yeah, fun? no Actually, kidding. Actually, uh, you know Jeff Robillard from Horse Race in Alberta. Yes, his son. You said uh, is a pretty talented golfer. I think he was at Georgia State. Wow. Uh, golfing. So, uh, again, uh, and Jeff's a very uh, gifted athlete in his own right. So, uh, I'm not surprised that uh, his son has had that sort of success. It is 126 in Edmonton. We have had a jam packed edition of Oilers now. The best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza. Now, 15 locations in Edmonton. That's right, 15 locations in Edmonton. The stock for recommendations, the Mediterranean chicken, everything is real at Royal. None of that synthetic crap. Uh, it's old school, big boy pizza, Royal pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. We're running right up into the break. Stephen Wacom, the uh, director of NHL officiating, when we come back after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic. And signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. 
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.